Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Hassan Kamel shares the importance of self-perception and how it relates to emotional intelligence. Hassan is the lead consultant for OKA. He is a master trainer, a skilled facilitator, an experienced executive coach, and organizational development consultant. Welcome, Hassan. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Well, we just had you on talking about emotional intelligence as a whole, and this week we're going to discuss self-perception. But before we get into that, in case people didn't listen to the first one, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure. So I'm the lead consultant here at OKA. We're a small firm in Northern Virginia, and we work on organization development, leadership development uh, with people, with teams. Um, I This is one of the areas that I've specialized in emotional intelligence, partly because I really wasn't so good at it initially. I mean, I struggled through graduate my graduate studies with my PhD advisor because, not because of the content or because of the subject matter expertise, but because of I would argue both of our lack of understanding of that important topic. So that kind of turned me 180 degrees to realize the importance of emotional and social intelligence and how people become effective and successful at what they want to do and achieve or not. Yeah, so I wow. take it on as a profession. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how we get attracted to different things, like especially if we want to work on a certain area or... Yeah, I think that's neat. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So our topic for today, self-perception. Now, I've heard self-awareness is the, what did they call it? The meta skill for the 21st century. (laughs) So can you you define self-perception for us and and, and then let us know why is it important? Sure. So one can argue that all of our emotional intelligence really begins and is rooted in how much self-awareness do I have? Right. The self-perception composite of this model, EQI 2.0, really focuses and, and is measured by three specific metrics. One is self-regard. How much confidence and, and self-assuredness and, that I have in myself, knowing my positive attributes, my negative attributes, my strengths and my potential areas of development or blind spots. Well, hopefully they're not blind spots that I'm aware enough of them. I still trust and like and have confidence in myself. That's one of the metrics of self-perception. But then with that also is self-actualization. I'm not talking purely about Maslowian self-actualization, but self-actualization as it pertains to me is, of course, growing out of my comfort zone, uh, wanting to live up to my 
fullest potential and striving towards achieving that. But it's through the specific act of setting achievable goals and striving towards achieving those goals. Even when life throws me curveballs and challenges, what focus and tenacity do I bring to situations to stay, you know, attuned to that goal till I achieve it? And then certainly lastly, um, is my emotional self-awareness. Do I have enough of a view of my emotional landscape to know myself well? Am I aware of my own triggers? Am I aware of what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling? What's the primary reason or cause of that emotion in me? So it really all revolves around how much self-awareness do I have, but not just in about my goals and the way I achieve my goals and whether I can or can't, but also my emotional states. I have enough of an emotional literacy, I guess, to be able to understand that language of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know about uh, how we're experiencing ourselves in the world, essentially, right? So that we can understand when there is something that pops up, how we can, well, first of all, how, I mean, it, it covers everything, right? How we can best interact with others, how we can best manage our emotions and be resilient and, and mm-hmm. not, um, yeah, be as, as anxiety ridden, et cetera. It covers, I mean, it, it's a foundation for all of that. Absolutely. But if I didn't have the awareness of how do I fare with these three areas, at least, then I don't have enough emotional self-awareness or any type of self-awareness to be able to know, well, do I dial it up? Do I dial it down? It all requires some self-perception that is, you know, rooted in solid ground. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned blind spots, which would be the absence of self-perception, right? Can you share just a little bit more about what those are? Sure. I mean, it can be blind spots in any area. Um, It can be blind spots about what my strengths, my potential areas of growth and development are. It could be blind spots to why did I get triggered by what that person said or just their mere appearance in the room. Um, It could be blind spots to, um, you know, how well am I received and my impact in going in a room and having an impact on my team, my work group, the client I'm facing and I'm talking to. So blind spots can come in a variety of different forms, but they really revolve around just an awareness of who I am and how I show up and the impact I have, of course, on the world around me and whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk a lot about, I teach a, a feedback course and we talk a lot about blind spots and how important it is to ask for feedback on a regular basis to increase your awareness so you can at least do something about it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. that's the idea. But it all takes the ability to listen to that feedback, even when it's tough and, and go, so what's in there that I can learn about that? So now um, we will have an episode on each of the the subscales, right? So self-regard, self-actualization, uh, emotional, emotional, wait, not self-care. emotional expression, self-awareness, emotional self-awareness, yes. yeah. <laughs> emotional yeah. self-awareness. <laughs> so I get those two, I just roll off the tongue. Um, no so we will get into those specifically, but overall for self-perception, mm-hmm. uh, what does it look like when, I know we've kind of discussed a little bit, but what does it look like when you're lower in self-perception and what are some ways maybe that you can improve in that area? So there is, I mean, unless we're low in all three, we don't look at 
the composite in its totality. We have to break it down, like I mentioned in last week's episode, about looking at the different building blocks. So it's at the building block level. So I could be someone who has relatively higher self-regard, but I may not necessarily have in tow with it high emotional Mm self-awareness. So it could be any combination in those three subscales or elements of the model. But um, I would need to have relatively high engagement with all three to have high self-perception. Yeah. So the little building blocks, right? We, we They can all throw off the balance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Within yeah. even one composite, you're absolutely right. But uh, the way you stated it would indicate that I have high engagement or at least good level, effective, healthy level of engagement on all three of those subscales to be someone who has high self-perception. Yeah. Nice. And we'll get into tips for each of those two in the sure. upcoming episodes. Now, what about, um, let's say we're overusing, and I know it could depend on the subscale, but we're overusing, um, we are, it, can you be too self-aware? Is that possible? <laughs> Absolutely. Can I be, can I have relatively high or excessive emotional self-awareness? Yes. If that element is hyperactive in my life, there is almost a navel gazing quality about that. I'm so (laughs) self-absorbed and I'm so highly attuned to my own emotional states. Now, potentially that Chris, if you're a colleague of mine and you walk into the office one day and I have that high level or hyper engagement with my emotional self-awareness, I could be so attuned to my emotional, nuanced emotional landscape, but I'm totally unaware of, wow, you walked in really happy. Something must have happened. Did you win an award? Did you have something good that happened to you yesterday or something like that? I'm, t- I'm totally oblivious to the fact that you had that type of experience because I am so self-absorbed. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure we're, we've been uh, familiar with those individuals. <laughs> well. Every single one of us has a story or a few to tell, I'm sure. Yes. Now, in general, so I know, again, we're going to get into the subscales, but in general for self-awareness, what are some ways people can increase them? Ways that we can increase our emotional self-awareness. Um, one thing that I would highly recommend is to be able to pause when something occurs and you notice, and by the way, our physiology is a great indicator. Is my heart pacing? Am I really, you know, is my mouth parched? Am I nervous? Am I, am I angry or am I anxious or what's going on with me? Pause, take a moment to reflect on that. What happened to cause that emotion? You know, there are Nowadays, there is an app for everything. There is an app for everything, and literally (laughs) even there are apps for, can I pause and reflect on what my emotional state is right now? And over time, when we take notes of that, you can journal if you don't want an app and you don't want your information floating out there in the ether, but you can start writing down and but getting in the habit of pausing, reflecting, maybe someone who knows you really well, you can begin to ask them, so I think I'm feeling this way. Do you do you think that's what's going on with me? How you've experienced me, and we have history with each other. What what can you tell me? And it's like, well, uh, you know, I I see in those situations you tend to do X, Y, and Z, and maybe that can help me get in touch with what's going on with me. 
what's going on with me. Another great exercise is to just be able to identify your triggers and be aware of them. Those are two quick Two quick ones. Yeah, I know we're going to get in deeper, I'm sure, in emotional (laughs) self-awareness subscale. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you think we need to know about self-perception? About self-perception, I think self-regard and self-actualization are two critical ones. I mean, every single element of this model is rather important. But if we were to start, what's the foundation from the self-perception composite, self-regard and self-actualization are kind of critical. If we don't even have that foundation, what are we building on? Right? There are what we call here at OKE the big three. The big three are the foundational piece to almost all of our emotional intelligence. Two of them happen to be in the self-perception composite, and that's self-regard and self-actualization. Add to them, and I'm sure you'll talk about that in another episode in the future, optimism. Those are the big three. Yeah, the balance. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what does is, what is a person, before we close for today, what does a, a person with the big three look like, someone who's successfully using those? Well, that's the foundation. I mean, I at least I have a strong foundation of what I can build any of my other emotional intelligence element and so forth have to be built on that strong foundation. Otherwise, I'm building, you know, castles in the sand kind of thing. So that's that's the start is self-regard, self-actualization, and then optimism. Awesome. Okay. Well, before we close for today, can you share a little bit about uh, OKA's products and or services? Sure. OKA is an organization development firm, but we work with teams, with leaders in developing their basically their professional development, but it really is professional and personal development. The two worlds are not just separate, but we offer a variety of different tools and assessment that we can help people at least begin to have that conversation with themselves or with their coach about, so what areas do I really do well in and what areas do I need to work on? Um, But we are also tool agnostic. Some of the solutions don't require any tools or assessment. And other times, maybe a tool or an assessment is a great starting point for that conversation. So we offer a variety of different tools. EQI, or Emotional Quotient Inventory, is one of them that looks at our emotional intelligence. We have another tool that we've recently adopted as well, which is the drive. Looks at what drives us and what drains us in life and where do we get our energy and motivation from and why. We have other tools and assessment that focus on conflict management, conflict resolution, such as the TKI or the SDI. We offer a variety of different other tools that have to do with, uh, you know, influencing styles or change. How do I handle change and how do I manage change? But first and foremost, it's we sit with the client and decide what does success look like for them and what do they want to work on? And then we can craft a solution that is rooted in what they want in the end. And sometimes that involves an assessment or a tool and sometimes it doesn't. It may be coaching or it may be a course that they need to attend. And we offer all of those. I love it. No, that no matter what the client chooses, it's whole life uh, enriching. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. A final piece of advice for self-perception. For self-perception, it's the beginning of understanding yourself, really. I would invest some time in it because 
I mean, any any time it's important to know yourself fairly well, to have to be in touch with who you are, what you're about, and what you do well, and what areas you need to develop in yourself. So that's any time that is necessary. But particularly during these tough times of dealing with COVID, the pandemic, and the uncertainty in the world and all of that, it's a huge component in knowing how to build my resilience so that I can handle the situation more effectively. So while people may see emotional intelligence as something that's an independent entity, but my goodness, it it informs our ability to be resilient. And if we're not, how to build those skill sets. Yeah. That's why I love it. It is, it's, again, it's whole life. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Hassan. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about Hassan, visit his website at oka-online.com. Does your organization need a proven leadership development program? Visit christinaeans.com for more information.